Welcome back, my fellow assassins, to the Dark Assassins podcast, the show that dives deep into not just technology, but the concepts, software, and procedures behind it all, and explains it so simply that even your grandma can understand it. As always, I'm your host, the Dark Assassin. So, as you saw from the title of this episode, we're talking about VPNs today. Uh, specifically how VPNs lie to you. But I want to preface this by saying that um, VPNs do have a use case, um, and I use them on a regular basis, basically a daily basis between um, work and my own personal um, usage. And they are a very handy tool when you use it um, with the correct goals in mind. So I'm assuming most of you have heard of what a VPN is. Whether you know how it works or what it is, that's a different question, but I'm assuming most of you have heard of a VPN. Um, so if, if you, whether you've heard it from you know YouTube videos or TV commercials or what have you, I'm sure most of you have at least heard of what a VPN is. Um, but how a VPN works is what we, what we need to dive into first before we can get into the crux of this episode, which is why uh, and how VPN companies are lying to you. So first things first, what is a VPN? So a VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. So what this allows you to do is allows you to, create, to connect to a remote server and routes all your traffic through it. Okay, cool. Now what does that mean in English? So rather than you going through your ISP or your internet service provider for all your internet requests, you instead tell your ISP, hey, I want to go to this address, which is the address of the VPN server, and then from that VPN server, you then go out to do your normal browsing. So let's say, for instance, that you want to go to google.com, for example. What you normally do is you go is you tell your ISP, hey ISP, I want to go to google.com. And your ISP is like, cool, here's google.com. So what a VPN does is rather than you telling your ISP, hey, I want to go to google.com, you say, hey ISP, I want to go to this VPN. And then from there, you tell the VPN that you want to go to google.com and then google.com will be sent back to the VPN and then from the VPN will be forwarded on back to you. So from your ISP's perspective, you're only talking to one site. You're only talking to one device. Whether you're going to Google, Apple, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, you know, wherever you're going on the internet, your ISP only sees that you're connecting to this one address or one location on the internet rather than going all over the place, which is how VPNs try to claim that they provide privacy by your ISP doesn't know um, the sites you're going to, although there is a caveat to that, which we're going to get into a little bit later. So another thing that VPNs do is they encrypt all your traffic. And what this means is it all the traffic that you send to it and it sends to you is basically unreadable to the human humans or computers and only when it gets to you or gets to your VPN provider is it then decrypted so they can under so you either you can understand you know what the website is or so your VPN provider can understand where you actually want to go
And then the reason why this is generally really good is if you're going to a site that um, doesn't have encryption built into it, which, for the record, most sites do these days. Um, But if you're going to just a regular website that has HTTP, not HTTPS, or if you don't see the little lock icon in your search bar, then you know then it's not encrypted. So for those sites, they'll be encrypted in flight between from your machine and the website. Whereas normally all that data, if it's not using HTTPS, would just be sent in plain text. So anyone that's could manage to get in between you and the web server would be able to see everything that's going back and forth between you and the web server. So what the encryption does is that blocks the person in the middle from being able to read anything, which is really good for privacy. So another thing that VPNs allow you to do is remotely manage private networks, which in other words is the main reason they were created. So the the goal of this is say that you are working for a company and you're working from home and you need to log into a server and you know manage it or update it or what have you obviously the company's not gonna you know allow that server to be accessed by anyone by the broad internet so what they have you do is you log in through a vpn so you connect to a remote server which happens to be your company's server and then that allows you access to your company's network remotely And since everything's encrypted, you don't have to worry about, you know, data being leaked or anything like that. And everything's secure because it's encrypted. So since you're connected remotely, you can then manage the network. So this is personally what I use um, my VPN, a VPN for a lot uh, between working. I use it to connect to my company's internal networks. And I also use it, you know, for my personal use so I can connect back to my house and manage, you know, all my computers here remotely. Or if I want to, um, I have a piehole piehole set up for my DNS queries to block ads. So I can, whenever I'm not home, I can just, you know, connect to my VPN and get my ad blocking wherever I want. And then another thing that is pretty common nowadays for people to use VPNs is to get geolocked content. And the reason why that you're able to do that is because you're connecting to a remote server. Your IP address is changing, which your IP address is basically just your address on the internet. So if you think, you know, your address in real life is 123 Main Street, um, that's how, you know, the, the mail service or the network packets know how to how to get to you. So you're basically changing your IP address from, you know, 123 Main Street to 875 Cool Avenue or something, you know. Um, so... The point, so what this allows you to do is most places that do geolock content are able to geolock based on IP addresses. So if you can change, you know, connect to a remote server and change your IP address, you can then change your IP address to be in a different country and allow you access to otherwise locked content. Although it should be noted that certain companies are, you know, catching on that people are doing this and are mass blocking known VPN IP addresses. Um, And the reason they're able to do this is because IP addresses are kind of a premium these days. Um, and you have to buy them up if you want a static IP, which you know these, which is basically an IP address that never changes. And basically, because these big VPN companies have so many IP addresses, 
that are that don't change you know these companies like you know netflix or whatever are able to identify which ip addresses are the vpns and just straight up block them so even if you do try to geo you know get past the geo filter by using a vpn depending on what vpn you use it's not going to work anyway so that's one thing to be mindful of too because that is one selling point that some VPNs try to use is that you can access geolock content through them. So that's just something to be mindful of. So now that we have a little bit of an understanding of how a VPN works, let's go through some of the claims that VPN companies uh, try to make on their websites or in their ads. So one of their big, big uh, points is that web browsing is unsafe and hackers can view what you're doing. And then another one is they can prevent targeted ads. Uh, another one is the your ISP won't know what you're up to. You won't be tracked around the internet. History and online identity will be private. Uh, they don't keep any logs. They don't sell your data. And your data will be secure through an encrypted tunnel. So that's that's a lot of claims, um, and we're gonna we're gonna blow some holes through them. So let's start with the uh, the first claim there that browsing the web is unsafe and hackers can view what you're doing. Well, that might have been true back in the 1990s or the early 2000s before encryption was a thing. Um, but as I mentioned earlier in the episode, if you see any website that has HTTPS or has that lock icon in the search bar, it's using encryption. So even if you're on an unsecure network, like an unsecure Wi-Fi with no password, even if someone is snooping all the network traffic, they're still not going to be able to see the data that you're you know, sending to and from the web server. So even if you are in your online banking app or whatever, they're not going to be able to see anything because everything's encrypted. Sure, they can, you know, see that you're connecting to your bank, but they won't see any of the data that's going back and forth. Now, if you're using a site that isn't secure, that's just using plain old HTTPS that is just sending, you know, plain text across, then sure, they'll be able to see what you're doing. But if a site is using HTTPS, you shouldn't be sending anything to it you know, a value anyway, like your credit card information or anything like that, just, you know, heads up if you didn't know that. Um, this idea that the internet is, you know, unsafe and attackers, hackers are going to, you know, see all of what you're doing is kind of BS because the vast majority of the internet, like I would say 95%, if not more, is using HTTPS anyway. So the majority of the traffic going around on the internet is encrypted, so they're not going to be able to see what you're doing regardless. So let's go to the next claim that um, they can prevent targeted advertisements. So yes and no. Um, if you're changing your IP address, obviously that's going to make it harder for people to tar give you targeted ads. But in the, re the reality of it is there's a lot more that companies use these days than your IP address to know who you are and give you targeted ads. And there's some other, you know, some of the other claims that we'll, you know, dive in deeper to this. But just for this targeted ads purpose with the whole IP address thing, let me give you an example. So say you want, you're going to a costume party and when you dress, you're up in your costume, no one knows who you are because you're disguised, right? And this, just like when you're on the internet and using a VPN, you're not using your real IP address, so you're disguising your real IP address so people won't know who you are. So that's good, right? You know, you're you're covered, no one's gonna know who you are. 
but then what happens if you you know tell everyone at the costume party who you really are well your cover's blown right just like if you're using a vpn because you want to you know be protected and private and not get targeted ads well if you go log on to your gmail account or your facebook account or your twitter account or any other account online you're basically announcing to the world who you are so the fact that you're trying to cover yourself with where you really are with your ip address i mean yeah cool you're not at your real ip address but you know these companies still know exactly who you are because you literally just told them so then the other claim another claim is that your isp won't see what you're up to so as i mentioned before that this is mostly true um but you do have to watch out for things like dns leaking um which is essentially your isp can see which websites you're requesting and get you that way um so the story a story that i have for this is one of my friend's dads was um sailing the high seas shall we say and uh (laughs) They were using their ISP's DNS settings rather than, you know, a third party's or their own. And their ISP was able to see the uh, sites on the high seas, you could say, that they were uh, searching for. And then subsequently saw large amounts of data being downloaded. Um, So it doesn't put, it doesn't take much to, you know, put two and two together that so-and-so is out here connecting to this one address that you know for all their traffic and they're requesting this site that's on the high seas and they are downloading large amounts of data i think it's pretty obvious to see what the person's up to and if you're not sure what i'm talking about um look up the urban dictionary definition for sailing the high seas and you'll figure it out so let's circle back to that uh preventing targeted ads um with these next two points that um, you won't be tracked around the internet and you keep your browsing history and online identity private. So going back to that costume example, sure you're, you know, quote unquote anonymous while you're in your disguise, aka having a different IP address than your real one. But as soon as you announce yourself to everyone, the whole internet, who you really are by, you know, logging into a personal account or whatever, you know, all that, you know, quote unquote privacy that you had is just thrown out the window. And then another thing that I was kind of alluding to earlier was most websites these days use things like cookies that are already on your computer. And unfortunately, these aren't the tasty kinds of cookies like sugar cookies or Christmas cookies or chocolate chip cookies. Um, These are just, you know, packets of data that the web browser sends between you and the computer to keep track of, you know, either where you are on the website what you were doing on the website for like sessions and all that kind of thing but even if you change your ip address you know that cookie's still going to be there so it's not going to do you any good another tactic that some companies are kind of more moving to nowadays is fingerprinting your web browser so they can you know figure out who you are regardless of what your ip address is so what fingerprinting your web browser is is every web browser when you connect to a website your web browser sends information to that website so the website knows how to properly display you know or what what to send to your web browser so for example if you're you know on a mobile device like you're on an iPhone or an Android your mobile browser will send like you know hey I'm a mobile device and then the website will know okay I'll send you the mobile site or if you're on a desktop 
like a you know Windows or Mac OS, so you're using Firefox. Firefox will then send you know this is Firefox. Um, we're on a desktop. You know, send me the desktop site, and the website will be like, okay, here you go. Here's the desktop site. And this information that the web browser sends is what's called a user agent. Now, depending on what operating system you're using, what web browser web browser you're using, and you know the screen size you have set on the web browser, you can make these user agents pretty darn unique. So, especially if you know you're say you're using some obscure user agent, like say you're on you know Windows XP since you know no one's really using Windows XP anymore but say for some whatever reason you're a madman and using Windows XP because you want to live on the edge of getting every kind of virus and malware on your computer so you're using Windows XP you're using Firefox a super old version of Firefox you're you have the screen size really really small um, and then you're connecting to google.com let's say and then you connect to your VPN so you can be private, so you can have your privacy and that Google won't know who you are. Well, Google is going to know exactly who you are because who in the world is going to be using Windows XP with this old version of Firefox in this super small window size? It's you. They know who you are. So just because you're you know, changing your IP address doesn't mean that companies won't know exactly who you are because the user agent that your web browser is sending can be pretty darn unique. Another spooky thing that they like to do is they like to, you know, do pattern recognition and, you know, try to track what kind of things you're browsing for and searching for. So, and then you combine that with your, you know, user agent and, you know, they got you. So if you have this super specific user agent and, you know, you have a constant you know, history of searching for, you know, cute cat pictures online, and then they see that this super specific user agent is searching for cute cat pictures online, but their IP address is different, you can, they can, you know, identify with a good amount of confidence that that's still you. So changing your IP address isn't going to do a darn thing. And the last thing that I kind of want to touch on on this, you know, keeping your browsing history and online identity private is you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of it all. Because you're essentially saying, okay, who do I trust more with my data and browsing data? Do I trust my ISP or do I trust this VPN company? Now, you can make arguments for and against both sides. Essentially what it comes down to, are you more trusting of your ISP knowing everywhere you want to go on the internet? Or do you trust some random VPN company with everywhere you want to go on the internet? So that's a good segue to the whole logging information. Most of these, you know, VPN companies will say that, oh, we don't keep logs or we don't sell your data. Um, but just so you all listeners are aware, by law, VPN companies are required to give over any information they have on you um, if subpoenaed by a government such as the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, France, Germany, Denmark, and many others. So if the VPN company does keep logs privately without telling you, all that data is going right to the government. Now, in some cases, you know, they might only have information like, yeah, you bought a subscription at this time or you connected to us during this time, but don't actually, you know, keep a log of everywhere you went while you were using, you know, during your session. But some places do. And yeah, so if, if, if when they say don't keep law, they don't keep logs, just 
just be aware that if the government does subpoena them for whatever reason, um, they're giving basically everything that they have over to the government. So, and the other thing about the whole thing about we don't keep logs is, okay, prove it. Prove it. You cannot prove that the, these companies aren't keeping logs unless you go to their sites, like, you know, go where their servers are and go through every single file. You have no way of knowing if they're telling the truth. Sure, they can say they don't keep logs and they might have a track record of, you know, when governments come knocking, they don't really give them anything. But you have no way of knowing that they don't keep logs unless you actually have physical access to their servers and can view every single file, which is never going to happen. The other thing, too, is they might not, they might claim that they don't keep logs or sell any of your information to advertisers, but again, you have no way of knowing that. For the record, if the VPN you're using is free, I can almost guarantee you that that VPN company is selling your data to advertisers to make money off of you. Now, you might care, you might not. I mean, it's up to you, but just so you're aware, even if the company says that they don't, you know, sell your data, if you're if you have a free account, aside from the fact that your speed's probably a lot worse than if you paid for it, they're probably selling your data so they can make money off you regardless. Now, as far as the people with paid subscriptions, uh, VPN companies selling their data, I'm personally inclined to believe that they don't sell your data if you're subscribed, mainly because they're already making money off of you through your subscription, so there's not really much incentive for them to sell your data to advertisers. I mean, that's not to say that they don't, but my inclination is to believe them in that claim that they don't sell your information to advertisers, assuming that you have a paid subscription. And then another claim that they have is that your data is secure through an encrypted tunnel. So yes, that's true. Um, that's how VPNs work. All your data is encrypted between you and the VPN server. So, you know, that's good. But again, the vast, vast, vast majority of the internet is already using encryption end-to-end. -end. So you're not necessarily gaining a whole lot, you know, by having that encrypted tunnel. Um, the main use case that you could have for this is if you're, you know, on a public Wi-Fi or a hotel Wi-Fi or something and you don't want any of your information being, you know, tracked. But again, if you're using HTTPS, which 95%, if not more, of the Internet already uses, it's not like, you know, anyone's going to be able to see what you're doing anyway. So VPNs, without a doubt, have their use cases. For example... They, you can access geolock content, although, like I said, some places are starting to crack down on this, so, you, you know, your mileage may vary. Although, I will say, if you're using, if you make your own VPN, for instance, like if you, you know, create a, an AWS account or a Google Cloud platform account or a Linode account or whatever, and create your own VPN through there, you won't have any issues with, you know, the whole geolocking thing. But if you go through, like, you know, a bigger VPN company, then you could run into some issues depending on, you know, the company and whatnot. Um, and then another, you know, great use case is connect connecting remotely back to your home or business when traveling. So, for instance, say you have, you know, a, a home media server or something that you have, you know, all your personal movies on and you're traveling to 
you know, your grandparents' house or you're traveling, you know, across the country or to a different country or whatever, what have you, what you can do is you can use a VPN to connect back to your home network and stream those movies wherever without having to expose your media server to the broad internet. So it makes it a lot more secure. So VPNs are 100% definitely good things to have. They have their place. They have their use cases. The only issue is that these VPN companies, in my opinion, are trying to prey on the uninformed and use marketing gimmicks and sales tactics to kind of bend the truth to scare those who don't really know exactly how VPNs work into, you know, spending money they don't necessarily need. And that that's that's really the thing. If you're if the reason why you're buying or buying a subscription to a VPN is because you think you're going to be anonymous, you're going to keep yourself private online, just cancel your subscription now because you know you're not just they they don't keep you any more anonymous or any more secure than if you were just going through your ISB as as we laid out you know companies aren't just using your IP address to track you they, they that's just a small sliver of the puzzle that they're using they're fingerprinting your browser they're using cookies they're doing data analysis on your search queries on your search history based on you know basically combining the cookies the user agents the ip address everything to combine one massive profile on you plus if you're signing into social networks while using a vpn your privacy is just gone anyway so if you're if you're of the belief that when you're using a vpn you're somehow now anonymous and everything that you do is private you're fooling yourself because that's just straight up not true like I said in the very beginning of this episode, I think VPNs are great. I use, like I said, I use them basically every single day. And they have their purpose, but they are not meant to make you anonymous or keep everything you're doing secure. That's just, you know, marketing gimmicks from companies to get you to buy their, buy into their, you know, VPN. Um, so don't, don't take this as me, you know, hating VPNs and you should never use a VPN because VPNs are definitely good, definitely have their purpose. And if you're using them for the right reasons, they are invaluable tools. But, you know, these companies, they're just trying to twist the truth and, you know, use various marketing gimmicks to get you to, to try, basically try to scare you into thinking that, you know, if you're not using a VPN, you're going to get hacked. Because um, one, one thing I will say, and I implore you if you have a VPN to do this right now. If you have a VPN, make sure it's on and go to a different VPN provider's website. Since what some of these VPN providers will do, will show your IP address and be like, oh, you're not secure, you know, buy our VPN so you can be secure. But you're connected to a VPN right now, <laughs> right? So it says you're not secure because you're not connected to their VPN. Which, you know, I mean, it, I, I just think that's funny because I've personally done that before and I find it hilarious. This company says that you're not secure because you're not using a VPN, even though in reality you are using a VPN, just not their VPN. So, yeah, I, I think that's funny. So if you enjoyed this episode, I'd please ask you to leave a review, give it a rating and share it to a friend or family member so they can learn about, you know, what these VPN companies are up to or just so they can learn, you know, more about VPNs in general. 
And if you have any questions uh, for me or for a few ideas for any future episodes, uh, feel free to shoot me an email at contact at darkassassinsinc.com or leave your question in a rating and a review, and I will try to add it to a future upcoming episode. So that's going to do it for me and this episode of the Dark Assassins podcast. Until next time, my fellow assassins, remember, bull nothing equals true. If action not equal to null, return true. I'll see you next time on the Dark Assassins podcast. <laughs>